My name is Corey, and I am your host for the Spiritual Prepper's Guide to the End of the World as We Know It. Today I'm talking about two sentences that I have spoken at some points in my life and that I hear a lot. I've heard or read these sentences many times, but more so in recent years. One being, Earth would be so much better off without humans. And the other being, we need to be kinder to Mother Earth. Actually heard that last sentence uttered recently by Ellen DeGeneres as she was recording a video of her backyard region flooding as the result of the crazy floods that were happening in California. And when we say stuff like either of those sentences, it's usually an emotional reaction to climate chaos or Earth's destruction. Uh, And what we're really referencing when we speak those sentences, whether we're aware of it clearly or specifically or not, we're really talking about overshoot. Humans overshooting the carrying capacity of planet Earth and the resulting collapse as a natural and expected consequence of that. So who is this we that we're, we're always referencing <laughs> when we say these things? And who are these humans that Earth would be better off without? I think there's important nuance there. So even if you're caught up in the moment emotionally saying these things, if you're interested, if you're a nerd like me, you kind of want to go deeper and look at it a little bit more. What actually are we saying? What is this What is this referring to? Sometimes when, like in comment threads I've seen on social media, when someone says something like, Earth would be so much better off without humans, or just this royal, sweeping, generalized, we need to be kinder to Mother Earth, sometimes someone will show up and remind that commenter whether it's an indigenous person or someone connected somehow to indigenous ways of life and being, they'll say, you know, it, it's really, it's not all humans that have been destroying our planet. It's really just a westernized or modernized type of person, type of human that has caused this predicament, not a problem, but a predicament made up of many, many, many interconnected, overlapping individual problems. And the the term that I want to play around with today was coined by William Catton in his book, Overshoot. The term being homo colossus as the species of industrial man that is basically to blame. It's Homo Colossus that's to blame for what we're dealing with now and will continue to be dealing with. And Homo Colossus or industrial man doesn't really resemble Homo sapiens anymore. 
the the species of human being homo sapiens that existed for the vast majority the vast expanse of human history on planet earth and i include other hominid species and earlier hominid species in that as well and so homo colossus as a species or a race of man you could maybe use that word maybe species subspecies i don't know what you want to call it i haven't really thought about it but it's new it's a newer it's a new kind of thing i mean you you could really look a little bit deeper i think most people would say homo colossus was born during the industrial revolution a couple hundred or so years ago but you really could say that homo colossus got started you know 10 12,000 years ago with the development of agricultural civilizations complex agricultural civilizations so it's not just this ultra brand new kind of species or race of human born just 200 or so years ago during the industrial revolution and like i said it's a homo colossus that got us here in overshoot and all its interconnected cascading and abrupt abruptly exponential problems that are the result of that including climate chaos and the majority of people alive today on planet earth the eight billion of us the, that the majority are in some way to some degree homo colossus and that is not an equal across the board kind of a thing there's of course degrees and nuances and context but just very generally speaking and even among that though there there are some some folks who have pretty fully remained homo sapiens and so okay well then what's the difference <laughs> you're talking about human beings versus homo colossus what's the difference i'm really just going to keep it really simple because this is like its own thing it could be a book or whatever that someone else writes because <laughs> what the heck do i know right but the the main difference breaking it down very simplistically human beings or homo sapiens are generally aligned with life on earth and are in a healthy relationship with life or nature here on earth homo colossus isn't <laughs> industrial man isn't so i'm just gonna leave it there because it's its own thing and so as i'm saying that i can like hear the bros and debaters show up with some of their arguments that i've seen like there's no such thing as the noble savage and possibly referring to a few research papers and books that are along those lines that's all ideological vomitous shenanigans you know that's liberal fantasy that's propaganda <laughs> and that topic too that's another separate topic deserves its own thing and again maybe not for me but i am sort of working on a thing with that not as a counter argument to those debaters <laughs> or a refutation but rather a counterbalance to that narrative which by the way is also ideological fantasy if 
someone shows up with, you know, the whole accusation of no, it's ideological fantasy when you're talking about this whole stewardship and indigenous stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's like whatever narrative they're working off of is also not accurate, fully accurate. And so, um, yeah, that narrative that there is no proof of indigenous stewardship, there's no proof of Homo sapiens being in alignment with life and nature prior to industrial man or Homo colossus. Um, there's a lot of a narrative out there that's that's basically neo-Darwinist, which is that nature is violent and hierarchical and men or males are dominant in most species and the same as with humans, etc., etc., etc. That deserves its own kind of topic to explore that. But my point here with this today is that all Homo Colossus humans, whether they're aware of it or not, are still also at the same time Homo sapiens. And we have all those qualities and abilities an awareness of being aligned with life and in healthy relationship with life. The conditioning of Homo Colossus is powerful. And I have no illusions, like asterisk here, no illusions there is or will be a mass evolution of consciousness on Earth or some sort of majority return to a Homo sapiens way of being and living. But I'm just saying the ability is there. The ability is there. You and I, for the most part, generally speaking, we're Homo Colossus. And underneath it all, we're Homo sapiens. And so Earth isn't better off without Homo sapiens, as I've described here. It's definitely better off without Homo Colossus. <laughs> I know there are doomers and post-doomers who are like, good riddance. The extinction of Homo Colossus is inevitable and already occurring. Good riddance. And so someone might say, well, okay, are you saying we should all go extinct? Like, talking about these things in the abstract certainly can seem to remove compassion or even actual understanding of how fathomlessly epic this all is. You know, talking in theory or abstract about billions of people dying off in horrific ways it is, it's like, it's a scholarly white or Western privileged thing. Um, and I don't want to do that. But what I am saying here is Homo Colossus is a subspecies of Homo sapiens that if it goes extinct, it will be for the sake of all the life on this planet, including our own, or rather including our homo sapiens selves. And you are homo sapiens, I am homo sapiens, and maybe we just forgot. So this grand we that needs to be kinder to Mother Earth isn't Homo Colossus's version of kindness or saving, <laughs> saviorism, which tends to make things worse. 
or doesn't even change anything or deviate from business as usual. Keyword here is business. Homo colossus and business and business as usual. Two sides of the same coin. But the Homo sapiens that's still in there can be remembered and reclaimed. And coming home to who we are, regardless of whether we're all going to die soon or not, coming home to that, coming home to being human beings who want to let go of being industrial man. That's the path that's opened up to all of us now. And it's something that we, the grand we, can can do, in my opinion, as a way to respond to collapse, as a way to respond to destruction, as a way to respond to how can we be kinder to Mother Earth. Well, remember and reclaim and then be that. Homo sapiens, human being. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. I guess this was kind of a short thing. I was going to talk about the doomsday clock that just came out the other day. I might want to I might want to play around with that some more before I talk about it. Okay, so anyway, if you listened, thank you so much. And I really want to be sharing from a humble heart more so in the weeks and months to come. And yeah. All right. Thanks for listening.